got this like little Gorbachev thing up here just uh, that I'm noticing now. What a way to start off the podcast and it's lit and everything. I understand why you wear a hat. So it's, uh, yeah, I uh, just um, I, a week ago, let's see, today's Thursday, so it'd be second to last day. Uh, I was in Vegas a week ago and you lived right. there. I did. So I was there for an extended period of time and it was interesting. Well, first of all, it, it's interesting because I discovered, I've been using the word interesting a lot, um, but being at a conference, it's been a while since I've been at a conference and I have some tips for our viewers, should they be returning to in-person conferences? So if in, you're at in a Vegas or just in general? Uh, the, well, this is my experience in Vegas and other conferences may be run different. But uh, I, they could it, just be in general, you know. Uh, what I discovered is they're using an app called Whova now. I'm going to put it up here. And it got advertised. Whova, that's what it's called. Every single session. It, every, with every session that began, they put the damn advertisement on there. But it's actually cool because uh, you're talking in, you know, back and forth. So first thing I learned is that nobody wants to talk to me because I'm a developer and developers don't have a budget because if you're selling me software and stuff like that, anyways, yada, yada, yada. So if you want to get taken out uh, to like a steak dinner, wine, to SDK, if, they're in, if a vendor's inviting you, make sure you let them know that you have access to a budget because <laughs> then you can buy their product, first thing. Second thing, make sure if there's a party, you go up to the booth and ask and make sure there is a brace or if there's a bracelet or not or something, a ticket that you're going to need because I, um, I signed up for uh, a party to go to at the top of the stratosphere, but I did not, I was not aware of that there was a bracelet. Luckily, I was sitting at the pie gal table, guy across from me, we started talking and he said he was going to go with five of his coworkers, but everybody was like party pooping. And then he started winning at the table and just took off his bracelet and handed it to me. So I got to go because I didn't realize I needed a bracelet. Well, there you go. But the biggest thing I learned is if you sign up, if they're asking for an email and they have a, a, a there's a discussion going on uh, between you and a vendor, this was for Top Golf. Uh, you know, I, you know, he said, uh, well, you know, you could poach some of our clients. And I, will, I, I shot back. No, it's usually me that got poached and gets poached. And uh, yeah, no worries. But um, whatchamacallit. Um, I, uh, what was I going to say? I, he, well, yeah. So I call him back. I know pretty much, you know, call me back 15, before the, 15 minutes before the damn thing starts means that, you know, it's no. And then I'm not going to, but, you know, I shot back anyways. Uh, so yeah, that didn't turn out because I didn't get a response. Now, when I went up to the stratosphere, I went, I met a guy, uh, who's a, who's an admin. And he said that he didn't get feedback at all, but he was just like, he knows where it is. He knows the time he just showed up and yeah, it wasn't, you know, there were a bunch of people there, but it wasn't at capacity as this, uh, the guy I was in con contact claimed there was no security. He just went in. Had some chicken wings, uh, shot some, you know, shot some things at Top Golf, and there you go. And that's exactly what I want to do. So the moral of the story is just show up. It's not the Grammys. They're not bouncers at the door. The worst they're going to say is no. And if it's across the damn parking lot, you just show up and say, hey, you know, I'm here. Yeah, you know, if you're there's not a guest list because I thought there would be a guest list. And even when I got to the stratosphere, it's like, okay, here's the wristband to get in. As long as you have that, that's all they care about. And then they give you like this multicolored rainbow looking thing. And that means you can go on all of the rides because they kept them open, uh, all two of them. Uh, but that's that's fine. That's that's the main reason why I went up there. And the one that tilts over the edge, that that's a lot, that scared me a lot more than I thought it would. I can see that. So yeah, and then the one that went up and down, it's just, you know, it was me and him, we had to balance it, balance it. So he's on, the, there's nobody sitting on me. We're the only two people in the ride and we go up, but it is exciting doing that, like kind of on a space needle, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so it's uh, all in all, those are, were my lessons that if you want to get the biggest bang out of your buck in terms of like party and stuff like that, in terms of like extracurricular events, that's how you do it. You just so, go. 
you just, uh, yeah, you just show up, you go. And if you don't have a bracelet, you know, you, I could have shown up anyway and say, damn it, I forgot it. And if they kick me out, they kick me out. Or just have then who cares? Yeah, you're in Vegas. Who cares? Yeah, you're in Vegas. There's always something to do. So uh, that's true. So th- that's the conference aspect. And uh, I just, I, you know, it's interesting because being from Southern California, we've grown up with Vegas. And then there's somebody like you who did their undergrad there for four years. Mm-hmm. So being from Southern California, what's it mm-hmm. like to live in Vegas? You know what? I I didn't think it was uh, weather aside, because obviously the weather is a lot more harsh there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too much different as far as like just day to day. Um, I, I rarely actually went to the strip. Um, I think that's, you know, you, you hear people talk to like, oh, if I lived in Vegas, it'd be a problem because I'd be at the strip every day. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I would only go to the strip. I think like when you were in town, we went to the strip. Um, yep. When friends came in from California, came in town, we would go to the strip and do shit with them. And then like on the rare occasion, um, did we actually like with other people going to college, like actually go to the strip. It was only for like special occasions. We never, it wasn't like part of the culture. Now, the 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 thing I got used to was twenty four hour shit was very convenient, and that's not just like bars and casinos. That's like uh, for those in California, Albertsons hmm. was open twenty four hours a day. Mm-hmm. Vons, like grocery stores, were open twenty four hours a day, um, hmm. which seems kind of ludicrous here in California, but there it's like the norm. So that was kind of a weird thing moving back because like if it was two a.m. and I just wanted to get some fucking celery. <laughs> I, I could go to Albertsons and get some celery. Um, uh-huh. So that that was kind of different, but yeah, like, uh, and then obviously um, the bar scene was different because twenty four hour bars there, most of them were not last call. I mean, obviously, like corporate bars, like Buffalo Wild Wings, all that shit, they close every day. But like the local mm-hmm. spots, twenty four hours a day open. Um, and at least I'm not sure if the laws have changed, but you were allowed to smoke inside too, which small detail, but. It, at the time I smoked, so it was nice. Um, but yeah, it, w- it wasn't that much different though. It was cheaper to live there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that was also nice. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed living there. I, I know a lot of the people when I moved there for college, a lot of the people who had lived there their whole lives, like everywhere else, they're like, I want to get the fuck out of Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I actually, the summers aside, because I really fucking don't like super hot weather, I, thoroughly enjoyed living in vegas mm-hmm. um just because like i said the 24 hours of con- convenience level was so nice you can get anything almost almost anything you'd want to do you could do at any time of the day mm-hmm. um what happened weren't for a while weren't walmarts and stuff like that open i mean I, I, you know, in california i think california, yeah i think walmarts were open 24 hours for a while and that stopped a couple years ago i Forgot yeah. when, but did, they stopped did it stop before COVID or after COVID? I, I just remember it's like, I'll go to Walmart now. And then I remember going another time and it's like, oh, it's closed. Oh, I have to go to the one in Covina. You know, it's like yeah. stuff like that. I feel like it stopped being 24 hours before COVID because I don't think it was COVID based. I feel like it was um, one kind of just profit margins. It wasn't worth having people on the payroll being open. That's why me speculating, I really don't know. And two, if you ever went to a Walmart like at 2 a.m., <laughs> and I, I have been there at 2 a.m. It was fucking. Well, you nightmare. go there for the celery. You don't go there. To <laughs> yeah. out, you know, you, you're yeah. there for a reason. You're in, you're out, especially at 2 a.m. And if you need, you know, some Reese's pieces to go along with that celebrity, well, why not? Well, I went there once at like 2 a.m. because this bitch I was kind of talking to. You, I don't want to say her name, but you you met her. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a bar called McAllen's once so that I can go fool around with her, and you came as my wingman. And it was just weird. I'm not sure if you remember that. It was years ago. Anyway, I, I don't remember that. It's good because this bitch was crazy. But she wanted because she was traveling and she was like, "We need to go buy some like travel size shampoos because I'm traveling tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "It's fucking one a.m. Like, wait till tomorrow." And she was like, "No, like I have to go now." So we went to fucking Walmart at like one a.m., one thirty a.m. so she could buy her little single serving shampoos and conditioners and soaps for it. her. Mm-hmm. trip and it was just the, she was like just this is normal and me i was like this is fucking even in the suburbs this is ghetto as shit mm-hmm. and walmart at 2 a.m hmm. um but 
So they stopped doing that. I, I don't really know the reasons why I'd, I'd speculate for cost and because it's just not good news at 2 a.m. at Walmart. Yeah. Well, I, I remember just for some reason when I went with my son, it was after uh, Christmas or was it before Christmas? Yeah, because that, it used to be you could get major discounts uh, after Christmas or before mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah, in that season. Uh, but whatchamacallit. Um yeah, I wanted, we got upgraded, a comp upgraded. Well, you know, the $20 trick anymore, it's kind of, it's it's interesting how it works if you're at like a big resort. Because I did the $20 trick. I'm going to be there for six days. I'm glad I'm bringing this up. But she just laid it out, like my IDs and everything, so the cameras can see it, not a sneaky, sneaky, hey. We're back to Vegas now. Yeah. I talked about Walmart. I was like, the twenty dollar. I talked about Walmart still. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, All back right, to back. Vegas. I got well, you. I'm you know, on board well, now. back to Vegas. Anyways, well, because I'm diverging. Where this is going is, um, well, I'm gonna go on the tangent. You, uh, for those that don't know, if you go to Vegas traditionally, it's been you take your ID and your credit card, put uh, a tip in between there, uh, and then hand that to the uh, to the uh, uh, clerk, the hotel clerk, when you're checking in. And ask, follow up, follow that question, follow up that exchange with the question, are there any complimentary room upgrades? And hmm. it used to be tap, 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 tap. Oh, let me see what we have. Tap, tap. And that's what it was like when I was with my son. And that kind of segues into what we're getting because we got, we were staying at the Luxor. We went from a regular room all the way up to like the, the one chamber below, one floor below the tip top. So mm. there was like two beds in our room and then there was another room, which we didn't even freaking use, but there was like a hot tub in it. So like it's like, well, I didn't yeah. bring a bathing suit. So we went to Target in Vegas off the strip. And that was an interesting experience. That was a very interesting experience because to your point, um, yeah, it's uh, the strip is kind of Hollywood. And then off the strip is, is, is not Hollywood. Immediately <laughs> off the strip. Yeah. It yeah, was that, really close. It was it was rough. close to the strip. That's the thing. Um, it wasn't that far away, but damn. Um, I'm trying to think of what target that would be. Do you, you don't remember the streets, probably? Do you? I don't remember the street. I do remember it was a little past. This will give you a clue. It was a little past the stratosphere, and then we turned right. Okay, so I I don't know then. I was yeah. trying to think if it was the one near campus, but that's not up there. Um, but yeah, that that was interesting. Um, I didn't end up getting a bathing suit either because they don't have bathing suits in winter. Uh, but yeah, and interestingly enough, this trip, because it, it, things growing up, it's always been, and probably when you were living there as well, uh, once you got to circus circus beyond that, it was ghetto land until you got to the Sahara. And then it was like a little reprieve, you know? Uh, a slight reprieve once you got to Sahara and then the stratosphere and then it's kind of back on the ghetto, you know? Was that your experience? Yeah, because yeah, um, uh, rest in peace Sahara because I don't, I don't believe it's there anymore. Oh, it's there. It's there. Oh, is it there? It got rebranded when, as SLS and now okay. they backbranded it as Sahara. So, yes, I was just there. Okay. Because I remember, I think it was when I was still in school there, they they were closing it down or something, but good for them to stand open. Uh me and my roommate at the time, we would go to the Sahara to gamble because it was like really cheap and we would, just, you know, it was cheap. But yeah, Circus Circus, I remember going as a kid and as a kid, you're like, yeah, Circus Circus, and they had the fucking dome and all that shit. But as an adult, that area, yeah, around like Circus Circus is fucking awful and Circus Circus is ghetto as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is around there? Isn't like the, uh, not the Riviera, the Rio? The Rio, you're you're too far. If you you no, that's off. Past. Yeah, okay. I might yeah. be thinking of the Riviera then. Um, there's like two or three right there, and, and just it's, they're all just kind of cheap and. Uh, but you know, yeah, every the area directly outside the strip is very much shithole, mm-hmm. including the area right around the campus. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I'm not sure if the strip had because I you go to a lot of college towns and like right around the campus is kind of not ghetto but cheap. And so a lot of people will like go there because of the cheap rates on like apartments and shit, which and, are meant to be the for college students. Town, in the college bars and stuff like that. They're known for mm-hmm. Cause you, you, they make them cheap for the students, but then other people are like, they, they jump on that. So all of a sudden the neighborhood becomes fucking kind of ghettoish. Yeah. Um, and in, I think in Vegas, it just kind of doubles down because it's the, the college town aspect of at least that area. In addition to just being right outside the strip. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, 
I've said before, I think on the here, and I'll say it again, like the, the homeless population in Vegas the, are among the most interesting people That's the word. talk to. Yeah. Um, and so I think it just doubles down of being outside the strip and part of a college town that like the neighborhoods around there are just fucking trash. But then, like you said, you, you drive a mile and all of a sudden they're nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the surprising thing this time is that um, I was with uh, somebody at the conference, you know, just ma- you make mm-hmm. a conference friends and, you know, it's, it does get kind of boring sitting at tables and just keeping myself, even though I was getting rowdy, but I would like, yeah. Um, so we took uh, the monorail, which conveniently connects to the, is an endpoint for the MGM Grand. We took it to, to go to Caesars because she's, she and her family are going to Italy. So she just wanted to see, you know, how it's represented both in Caesars Palace and the Venetian. Okay, you know? fair. Uh, so we cross the street and it's cool because I'm giving a tour and she's freaking listening. You know, my son doesn't listen. He just, oh, whatever. It's just, yeah, let's, let's get to our objective and go. But, you know, she's actually sure. taking it in and causing me to stop and go, look at this. Look at this. I mean, and yeah, I, I don't stop. It's, I'm very ejected oriented. And one becomes desensitized because there's just so much noise. But if you stop and look at what's going on, uh, it is pretty amazing, you know, so that, yeah. that was refreshing. So, um, you know, just uh, being with her, going from, uh, whatchamacallit, going from, and it's her, her second time in Vegas, so Caesar's Palace, then we walked to the Mirage, went through the Mirage, did, didn't bother with Treasure Island, went straight across the street Sorry. to Venetian. If we're at Venetian, you got to see the win, and then, you know, saw the win, saw Encore, and the newest kid on the block, eight months old, Resorts World is open right across the damn street. Oh, and on the way to Resorts World, there's the Pepper Mill. So we had to stop at the Pepper Mill. We ended up eating at Resorts World. While we're eating, uh, it's interesting because we heard this woman that I would describe as aggressively happy. And she she just kept going and we're paying the check and we get up, what the hell's going on? So we go in, there's this guy sitting at a, a, a guy sitting at a slot machine I look over and it says $13,000 and one cent. So he had just won $13,000 and one cent. And that's why that woman was happy. She wasn't like hooting and hollering. So we have uh, a monorail ticket and um, it gets, it's interesting because well, the station goes to the Westgate, which used to be the Hilton. So we could walk way the hell over there, or we could just walk to the Sahara. Now we're in the past, it would be ghettoville, but it's mitigated now by resorts world. And that fountain blue is getting, is scheduled to open next year. So that blue eyesore, um, there's a bunch of construction there and it's like, there's no ghetto now. There's like, there's elements, but they're not prevalent. So that walk down to Sahara, which, which would usually be ghettoville, uh, even on the strip, was not actually was not all that bad interesting um, yeah and uh yeah so we went to the sahara and then and then yeah took it back and it's the random vegas moments because one stop later we uh meet these four guys from michigan and they're, they're dude this one guy gets up and uh, as soon as the doors close he goes to the middle pole like he's a stripper and just starts freaking dancing and it's like of course the whole whole train is egging his ass on. Sure. Except this yeah. one guy sitting over here. He's an older gentleman. Just nope, not having it. I'm good. This is a very interesting book. It's so interesting. Meanwhile, everybody in the damn train is yelling their ass off. Sure. And it's so much fun and just just a laugh. And so, yeah, uh, you had to be there. But it's that random Vegas experience that mm. um, that, that that was sort of the most humorous part of the trip, actually. You know, it, it's we were there for a conference. So I, I was there for a conference and then like, you know, day two of the conference or was it the first day? No, it was, it was, yeah, it was the second. What was it? They had workshops. So the second mm. day it's like, I'm in the middle of Grammys traffic. I was like, Oh damn, the Grammys are going to be here. That was the weirdest thing. And you know, Microsoft conference Grammys. And that was an interesting contrast. Mm-hmm. So it's experiences like that. I don't know. I just, I was an old man. It was, it was a headache to me, but you know, somebody got, sitting out in front of Emeralds, see Mike Tyson and his entourage go by, see, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, a lot of uh, other celebrity sightings who now I can't remember, 
just people telling me they saw. But you know, I was just an old man that night. Sure, I we almost went to um to the uh, bar and restaurant uh, expo up there. That was in March. We couldn't. Uh, we had to cancel for a few reasons, but that would have been interesting to go back there because it's weird. I don't think I've been there for. Now that I think about it, I probably haven't been back to Vegas since like I want to say at least maybe eight or nine years. So when you're describing some of these things, I'm just kind of like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> What's um, this world? Yeah, like that. Um, and I've heard of. I remember they were building uh, the link. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think I, I was already graduated, but I had gone back a few times and they were building the link. So I was aware of that. Um, but yeah, like some of the shit you were saying, I'm just like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> like, I have no idea what these places are. Interesting. Interesting. And you live there and that's a testament to how quickly it grows. Mm-hmm. Which is a good, it's a good thing though. Cause I remember Evolution. when I was, yeah, but when I left, um, forget the strip for a second, but like a lot of businesses. So like, I graduated like some months past. I, I, the first year or two when I graduated, I went back up to visit people like quite a lot. But I want to say it was like three or four years later. I hadn't been up there in a while. And I went up there and like strip aside, tons of businesses off the strip were closed. Like there were like little, like little mini malls, you know what I mean? Strip malls that, that were just empty. And I was like, what the fuck? And so um, that's why when the Raiders, they agreed to go to Vegas, I was kind of like, all right, good. Like maybe, maybe that'll help. And then hearing you talk about all this new shit on the strip, I'm kind of like, oh, good. Mm-hmm. But then um, you can you can see the effects of COVID. You know that on sure. the uh, on the other side of the strip, there's like that Tahitian village or whatever that Hawaiian part. Or is I think that so. is that even freaking new to you? Um, Maybe but that is com- all but completely empty. I mean, I remember where when there was a vendor in every shop, and now it's like it's like just the parts that are touching the sidewalk have vendors, and they're mm-hmm. not you know they're not. Uh, the most notable, you know, it's just, it's a mom and pop, it's mom and pop businesses there now. And then you've got yeah. other things that are just exploding. What is, what is the COVID situation there? Are they pretty much just like mass off who gives a fuck or are they still taking yeah. steps? Yeah. Yep. No, it's well, yeah. Over uh, there at new year's, it's like you walk into a casino. It's like, Hey, put your mask on. You don't have one. Here you go. We got one for you. We got you mm-hmm. covered. And then it's a, uh, it's it's a, a rude awakening when you go to the airport because they're like, oh, now you got to wear your mask, you know, even yeah. in going into the lounge. It's like, well, I'm eating. But, you know, I got told by one of the staff, sir, your mask. And I was like, oh, I left it at the table. I'm eating, you know, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. So at the airport, yes, it's federal property. Uh, you, you have to buy by mask rules. But the casinos, it's like, no, it's all good. It's all good. They and give a fuck. It's and being there, being there in January, in December at the, for New Year's, it's like, no, they were on. You, if you take a sip of your drink, you got to put your mask back on. You can't, that's not an excuse. Interesting. Four months later and they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Four hmm. months. And another thing, I don't know, they're cutting costs or whatever, or streamlining the process. You can only add or order drinks that come out of the gun now, like a pina colada which the Luxor was amazing for. Nope, no blended drinks, nothing even close. Everything has to come out of the gun. You can't have a slow gin fizz. You can't have, you can't have a grasshopper. Wait, uh, when you say out of the gun though, you mean just like, the you, still, the but they're still free pouring like yes. bought from bottles. Okay. You're yeah. talking about like blender shit. Uh, blender shit or even just the exotic stuff like slow gin, like a slow gin fizz. You know, because mm-hmm. typically, you know, when I was going there, I would order bartender drinks or obscure drinks because I knew they had everything. If you're ordering at a table, uh-uh. And, um, oh, and by the way, that one person um, who, I, uh, who I did the little tour with going back, met her, she was sitting at the same breakfast table and she, you know, earlier on in the conference, she, she said she wanted to go see Caesar's Palace. And then like the next night, there was like a, a ladies group that had just meet up, met up and I was coming back from New York, New York. So I saw her and I was like, Hey, Caesar's palace, let's go, you know, and just start talking to her. And you know, that meeting had left, but somebody didn't drink their old fashioned. So what have I got to lose? She's like, she, she ordered it and didn't drink it. So go ahead and have it. And this is in the bar. So it's an old fashioned, hasn't been touched. There's not maraschino cherries in it. There's like, they were good, but they weren't maraschino cherries. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But she's like, that drink was 20 bucks, you know? Just yep, sounds about right. Just for an, well, it's called the whiskey bar, and it's in the inside the MGM Grand. So of course, there's going to pr- be a premium. I'm smart. I lose my money at the tables and get my drinks for free because that's what ended up happening. I was up and then sure. left down, of course. No, so they yeah, weren't free drinks. 
Uh, pragmatically, I, I think I kind of get though why they probably cut back their cocktail selection because I know kind of tangenting um, during when COVID first hit, everything was shut down and shit. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of the big beer vendors really suffered because a lot of these beers were going out of code and getting returned. And mm -hmm. so even recently, I would say within the last month or so, even Miller Lite uh, were, was out of stock on draft. And mm. the reason being from what at least, I mean, they could be blowing smoke up our asses, but there was times where like the last year, in the, in the last year, excuse me, where Coors Light, Miller Light, and Bud Light were randomly, sporadically out of stock. And their reasoning, at least that's the salespeople that could be blowing smoke, like I said, was that because COVID was still a thing and there was still, you know, COVID kind of lingering on the horizon of possible spikes, they weren't producing as much as they did pre-COVID because they didn't want to make it and then shit go down again. And then they lose all this money on, on returns when it goes out of code. And so to me, translating it to the Vegas thing you're talking about, I can almost see them like with all these like almost exotic ingredients. Like, fuck that. We're not going to buy this shit and it, and it might go bad. True. So fuck it. We're just doing Jack and Cokes <laughs> and yeah. uh, all the basic shit. No, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Mm -hmm. I, it was a surprising. It was surprising to me. Because obviously back in the day, it's like you order whatever oh, you yeah. want and it's going to get fulfilled. Now it needs to come out of the gun. Mm -hmm. So lots mm. changed. Yeah, I mean, I remember even, I think, was it, it was after I graduated? I remember I got pissed off. So a lot of times, like like I said earlier, when like someone was in town or whatever, I would normally, depending on where they were staying, when I lived there, I would drive to the MGM Grand and park there. Or I would drive to the Venetian and park there. Just mm -hmm. depending on which side of the strip they're on, etc. But at some point, I think MGM Grand started charging for parking. Mm, yeah, like even if hard. local, even if you were staying there, like they charge for parking. Yeah. And I think that's, I'm not sure if like the strip was struggling or whatever, but like a lot of places started doing that and it pissed off a lot of locals <laughs> um, who wanted to go there. Uh, myself included, even when I wasn't a local anymore. Um, I'm not sure if they still do that. Uh, they, maybe during they do COVID that caveat. They do that caveat. So if you're, if you're in uh, well, if you're staying at the hotel, it's included in the resort fee. But if you're if you're a local, you just got to have your uh, uh, loyalty card and have like, you know, the pearl status and what have you. And mm -hmm. there's ways around that. So if veterans, they automatically grant them. Uh, every place I've done has, you know, it means you're up one up from the bottom and you can park for free. The only place that doesn't do squat for veterans currently is the Cosmopolitan, but they got bought out by MGM. MGM Mirage. MGM Mirage. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there we're going to see a change in that. Uh, hmm. But, um, but yeah, and uh, Caesars is the same way. Uh, but that being said, if you want to get around that, and it's kind of a, I don't know. Well, it's it's them. It's it's them being them trying to make a buck. If you get mm -hmm. the credit card, like the MGM credit card, the casino credit card, if you just have that, then you're automatically you automatically go up to pearl status. And then hmm. that's how you, you get that. You just never use it. <laughs> yeah. You just uh, yeah. You get the free points and whatever. But, but interestingly enough, I looked at that. The one, the one thing that made it good, it's not a good, it's not a good card, but the one thing that used to make it good was that your points never expired. I went and looked at it again because I'd made all my reservations through M life and what have you, which is probably going to go through a rebranding as well. Uh, that's, mm. that's the MGM Mirage you know, recall, loyalty yeah. thing. Uh, but, but yeah, it, I didn't see anything about the points never expiring. So yeah, that was the only thing. And if, if it's, if they're just trying to get, Hey, three times bonus, if you book with the book with <laughs> book with this credit card, I don't know that it's enough to carry it. So that's just me. Yeah. I feel like if you're carrying one of those cards, you got, you got to be going a lot. Yes. To make it worth it, to make it worth yeah. it. And you know, if you're a vendor that, you know, if you run a Microsoft booth, what, what, convention do you not go to well the answer is if your company's running it otherwise you're going to touch every single business so there mm -hmm. you go uh but yeah you need to be going a lot and i don't go yeah. that much i don't go that much i was surprised i'm surprised i've been as much as i have been yeah well even like uh kind of off topic but kind of similar like i got an uh, alaska credit card from the alaska airlines because um we would fly alaska up to portland to see my lady's parents every now and then mm -hmm. now her parents are moving down to southern california to be closer to her Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was like, why do I fucking need this thing anymore? Because mm -hmm. I got benefits for using it for like I got Alaska credit card for Alaska Airlines. So when I would use it for Alaska Airlines, I, there was benefits. But I'm not going to be fucking flying up there much anymore. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I, in my head, it's like, where, where am I going to fuck? Like, I have nowhere to fly anyway. So True. why do I, why am I going to have this fucking credit card? I think once I pay it off, I'm just going to ditch it. Well, um, but you know, there's, there's ditching it and there's keeping active, read some articles on it because it might, yeah. if, if you, if you blank out the credit, well, you blank out the credit card, uh, but then yeah, losing something in your credit profile may adversely ref, uh, affect. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, you're right. I probably, I probably won't just like cancel it, but I'll just, to be honest, it actually came in. I wasn't using it for a while um, recently, and then I lost my I lost my wallet, mm. and so I my debit card, my credit card attached to my bank account, a couple other cards I had in my wallet, um, but then the Alaska card I had in the drawer, so mm. I had a backup, so mm-hmm. that was nice. Um, so yeah, I'll probably do that. I'll probably store it in the drawer, and then if I need it, I can grab it. But oh, I'm not using that shit. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, if. If it's a card that you have to pay to have, then it's like, okay, I'm kind of done here. But otherwise, if if yeah, it's, it's just a regular credit card, just, mm-hmm. yeah, hold on to it, put it in a drawer, use it for backup. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Vegas is is ever-changing, and it's going to be exciting to see what the uh, Fountain Blue Hotel is because they they started out of Miami, and it's like, okay, there's more than one. And it's going to be in Vegas because there's that. Have, did they start building that giant blue eyesore when you were there? You said that. Where where was that? That is <laughs> south. Okay, so if you're on the str- the side of the Pepper Mill, it's going to be just there's the blank space. There's an empty lot, and then it's going to be there. So it's like right before you get to the Sahara, it's past okay. the Pepper Mill, and right before you get to the Sahara on that side of the Strip. So sort of like between the Sahara and Circus Circus, like in that little. Essentially, gap. yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know. Or, I don't know if the Pepper Mill is. Or up in or up on your Vegas uh, knowledge, it would be in between Resorts World. It's it's smack between <laughs> of course Resorts World and Sahara. Okay. Resorts World. What a what a clever name. It's I I thought the same thing, but it's kind of an international brand appealing to that international sure. market. Um, so yeah, you could get, I got Loxa there, uh, which I I've only had it like in, it's a, uh, it's an Indonesian. I thought it would be a ramen type thing, but they mm-hmm. put it in curry and it was still good. And man, they put, put some pulled chicken in it and it was very good. And, and, uh, then what was the other dish? We had two, we had a two barbecue rice. So it was like pork and duck and oh my goodness. It was just awesome. Just me talking about it. It's like, <laughs> I'm salivating. It's awesome. Here's a question. Cause I remember uh, this might be a throwback to a conversation you and I had over a decade ago. Um, <laughs> how, what's the vibe there now? So if the conversation I'm talking about, you might remember it. You might not. I do. Um, Cause we had chatted the, when we were, it was like one of the first days I was living in Vegas and we we're chatting about it. Mm-hmm. You said that like at one point uh, Vegas was very much the vibe was the mafias here. It's classy. Mm-hmm. And that, that was kind of the vibe. You, you, you know, family still went there and everything. And then I think we talked about how in the 90s, Vegas was trying to get away from the whole mafia image. And they went super yep. family friendly by the Luxor. Um, Excalibur. Excalibur, you beat me to it. The and Grand kind of... Slam Canyon Adventure <laughs> Dome. That's what it was called when it That's the Circus opened. Circus, right? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Still, yeah, it's still open. So they, they went out in this family friendly direction. I remember when I went there for college they were now pushing into a more like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas Yep. and, and all the, the adult shit. And I haven't really seen any ad campaigns for Vegas specific, specifically anymore. So I'm kind of curious what their vibe is now. Is it still like adult themed or from what I see from the link, it's very much more like not family friendly, but it's more like a destination. Now. I mean, it's always been a destination, but now instead of like, you know, when you're in your twenties, especially, you know, when I was in my twenties, it was like, you go to Vegas and you're trying to fuck girls at the club, you're going to strip mm-hmm. clubs, and you're doing all this shit. Whereas now, from outside looking in, it almost seems like now it's like a destination. You go there for restaurants and shows. Granted, the restaurants and shows have always been there, but they were kind of just like the, the, a part of the sub-story, or the, the, the side story instead of the main attraction. Mm-hmm. But now it feels like that's kind of the direction they're going in. I'm not, I'm not sure that's just me speculating, but what was the vibe when you were there? The vibe is pretty much that it's, mm-hmm. and this also, it's a caveat too. It's, it's that classiness, but yeah, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, be on your best behavior. But then again, if you're going to a club, it's Vegas, baby. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how, you know, don't cuss at the tables. Well, what are kids doing here in the first place? You know, and then again, that being said, you've got the Lazy River at the MGM Grand right after the Grammys. You, uh, the next performance in that Grand Arena was get up and dance on stage. And so you got like a lot of high school kids, mm-hmm. dancers, and it was that sort of vibe. So in one, it's a great place to, to hold a conference. On one hand, uh, there are family things to do. I mean, you're right across this, for crying out loud, Club Raw, if you go back that far for the Luxor, is now turned into eSports. So, you know, there are these, there are these huge rigs that you, you can get on and play. And every Sunday there was, there was a Super Mario Kart tournament. You can play for a hard drive if you win and stuff like that. Oh, uh, but, but overall, it was interesting watching the, um, the marketing that they had at the MGM Grand 2 when I was there over New Year's because it's very vlogger, lifestyle oriented, mm-hmm. trying to um, market that exclusivity of Club Noir. And, you know, just, you know, being a high roller or a whale and just what that affords you being flown in on a jet, never mind that you have to, you know, have a million dollar credit line. And here's the, and a great place to take your bachelor party. You know, they, they invite uh, bloggers and bloggers and Instagram influencers and they just, you know, uh, do, do their marketing, you know, with that segment with a casino host and, and, and before it used to be so cheesy, it, it, you know, it's like, yeah. Uh, oh God, I remember. Yeah, I think it was, it was like a promotional video. You're walking by slots of fun. If you look at it, slots of fun used to be interesting because it was right beside a circus circus. So you got the foot traffic, but there's no real foot traffic going out of there. Um, and then they kind of, they turned it into kind of, they put like, um, like what, uh, air hockey in the back and tried to make it kind of little, an adult haven, you know, Dave and Buster's. We went in there now, uh, just went in there. I wanted to investigate that because that seemed cool. And you just, it's one of those places where it's a dying mall. You go in there and you feel bad. The bar's not even open. There's no, there's the bar's not even open. There's like five video poker machines. The rest are slot machines. And if there's not a slot machines there, they tore everything out. There's not even bums in there. There's just Uh old people, (laughs) all three of them. It's, it, I, I hearken back to the days of going, you know, to the Eastland Mall in West Covina when they were, you know, transforming that thing. You walked in, the only thing open is a Mrs. Fields and every, it just feels bad walking in there. And I relish that. There, there was, um, when, <laughs> Those when, my, yeah, when, when my lady, she lived in Woodland Hills and I forgot the name of this mall. There was like two malls, like right next to each other. And the one had like an AMC movie theater there. And so mm-hmm. we would go there to watch movies. And so the parking lot. Uh, I mean, there was like a P.F. Chang's that was kind of standalone, but there was the movie theater and then like some 50s diner. I forgot what it was called. And then this one, this one spot, I can't remember. It was like a, a an independently owned like bar and you know venue. But then you, you'd walk into, I forgot if you walked into the mall, but the, the AMC was technically attached to this mall. And the one time I was like, what else is in this mall? Because we would always go just to the AMC. And we actually walked in the mall and same shit, nothing open in it. Literally just hallways with nothing mm-hmm. and i was just kind of like you said i was like oh, a fucking horror movie jesus christ like we, <laughs> the amc is right here and the amc is popping yeah and then you walk 10 feet and there's like it's a ghost town yeah it was, it's fucking trippy i love but, stuff like that it adds character and it's like it's not supposed to be like that it's about commerce is supposed yeah. to be happy and you're supposed to enjoy spending your money and it's just like oh i want to freaking leave but then it's so bad that it's good i have yeah. not experienced something like that in a very long time it was refreshing i we went out we went all the way and back looking for them air hockey and you know the and uh you know kind of shuffleboard thingamajobbers that i've seen on uh I've, on youtube and they ripped all those out. You're not having fun. You're there to lose money. And, <laughs> well, you know, so, I, the security guard looked surprised to see that there was somebody under 70. You know, it's like, he, it was amazing. He, he, he ID'd you to see if you were uh, young enough. Like, exactly. <laughs> not old enough. Exactly. Um, but no, I, I do remember one of the, not when, once I got used to it, it wasn't trippy. But I remember, so I moved there when I was 21. Even I was like, what the fuck? They had like slot machines in like 7-Elevens. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just like kind of that, that the, the culture shock of going into a new place. But 
There's a 7-Eleven across the street from campus that I always go into just for like some soda or whatever. So stack. I remember seeing like, and even like in Vons, they had slot machines mm-hmm. in Vons, like grocery stores, just a line. Of, and I was kind of like, who the fuck would, who the fuck plays this shit? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you just go to the, I don't know. It just was trippy to me. And then sure enough, there was a day where I went into 7-Eleven to grab something. This is like at 11 a.m. on like a Thursday, like during class. And there was like three or four people sitting there playing fucking video poker at 7-Eleven. They, they aren't like, there for, yeah, they aren't there for decoration. It was just kind of like, to, it, it, to me, like if I hypothetically wanted to like gamble, and but I didn't want to go to a casino, I would like go to a bar that had the video poker in the bar or mm-hmm. I would go somewhere. I wouldn't think to go to like Vons or 7-Eleven. And it, it makes sense, like, because you know there's probably like soccer moms and just people who go to the store. And then on their way out, they're like, okay, I'll throw a $5 bill in here and see if I can get something. And, of course, they're going to lose most of the time. Mm-hmm. So bu- business-wise, it makes sense. I just, In my head, I couldn't fathom going to 7-Eleven to play video poker. <laughs> or you just sit down. It's a habit. You got a Jones and you go for it. You know, I think yeah, that's, no, that's what I it is. I get that side of it. I just remember thinking, like, when I saw these poor bastards and, like, it's not even noon yet and they're playing – just putting in bills and bills on video poker at the Seven mm-hmm. Eleven, I was kind of like, "Oh, this is this is the culture. This is Vegas." Per- All right. Well, the perfect place uh, to me, I used it for the comfy chairs, and it was so tempting not just to drop a twenty or a little more than a twenty. Uh, was the airport because my flight got delayed mm. a freaking hour, and I'm sitting at a Buffalo machine. I just saw somebody win thirteen grand. <laughs> And, and one it's a perfect story. Well, I, my flight got delayed. No, here I am, you know. Uh, but I didn't do that because for the most part, uh, the absolute worst odds, worst, worst, worst of the worst is a, are in airports. They have oh, yeah. they give you the worst odds. And so that's, that's you know, that's kind of the best um, gambling control, kind of like birth control, but for your wallet. You know, it's <laughs> like I, I didn't need to pull it out. I just need to sit in that comfy ass chair and if somebody says hey i need to i need to play buffalo you know i'll get up and watch them play buffalo sure but um but otherwise it was uh it was a comfy chair for me so yeah that's the amazing thing you get off the plane and there's slot machines and there's video poker yeah and i get that because those those machines are definitely there for the departures Mm -hmm. people sitting there waiting absolutely and i'm sure that they're they're bringing in a good amount on that but the 7-elevens and the, the grocery stores is what tripped me out um but no, I, I actually, the culture, the, the gambling culture is actually very, like, now it's kind of everyone's like, well, of course, but at the time it was really interesting. The whole, I think I, I said, like, me and my buddy would go to the Sahara, my roommate, and we would just sit in the slot machines, not even gambling, mm-hmm. and just wait until a, a, a waitress was in sight and saw us, and then we would just slide in a dollar bill, she comes over, comps us a drink, because yeah. we're gambling, gets our drink, tip her a buck take our money out of the machine, go to a different section. Good idea. And we would just literally, I think we call it casino surfing. We would just, we would tip her a dollar a drink. so smart. Yeah, and we would just, we would get fucking a good buzz on and barely spend five, six bucks. Yeah, very smart. Very, Mm -hmm. very smart. Uh, Just because like the whole comping system there is, because they're dependent so much on the gambling that they're willing to comp all this alcohol. We're in California. It's like you, you're willing to do other things because you know the alcohol sales are going to come in. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of an interesting comparison to business models. But. And the person I was with, her, says, her husband, did uh, marketing for a local casino in Iowa. And mm-hmm. those drinks, you pay for those drinks. You're going to pay for that Long Island. You're going to pay yep. for that beer when they come to the table. I ain't no free drinks on this here Indian reservation. What are you kidding me? You didn't, you know, but in, in I Vegas, think that's, that's a law, though, because in, in California, you're not legally allowed to do that like you are in vegas yeah look so they comp you sodas <laughs> if you're playing blackjack they'll comp you a pepsi <laughs> uh. i stuck to pepsi i stuck i don't know what they did at the cosmopolitan but man i got i got like four cokes four maybe five cokes i felt like i felt bloated i felt like i just yeah. ate something it was weird i didn't realize there was so much syrup in 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 like cola drinks yeah, that that's the thing. Interesting. <laughs> no, yeah, Vegas is uh, interesting though. It, it what what's kind of funny is when you when you're used to Vegas, and then like I said, uh, when I came back to California, just even hearing "Last Call" for the first time, I was like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> uh, you get used to it, you know what I mean. And then um, 
even the casino environment, like you go to the Indian casinos in California, I'm sure other states too. And you just, you're just kind of like this, this is Bush league. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like it doesn't smell like cigarettes in here at all. <laughs> yeah. Serious. And uh, it's interesting. Well, going to, into the golden nugget, just to walk through it, not new year's. It was the time before last. I mean, just, Oh, this is what casinos used to smell like. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then the novelty of going there, even when I was in college, just going there uh, with the laws being what they are here, just smoking or non. And it's like, oh, that's a, that's a question from the past, you know? And now you go to the airport and there's a smoking section, whether you're gambling or not, if you want to smoke, you go into the smoking section and they got, they got video poker and they got slot machines in mm -hmm. there, you know? So it's very interesting how that's been kind of marginalized. Yeah, and I think... It's kind of funny you mentioned that because I think like because I was very much um, against smoking growing up and even I know because we were, we met at Shafee College and there I kind of dabbled in cigarettes just because other people were smoking but I really wasn't about them mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I moved to Vegas that like I got into smoking cigarettes because I felt that almost like when you were there it's almost like this is fucking twisted logic it doesn't make no sense but it's almost like it's less toxic just to smoke a cigarette than to breathe the rest of the air around you because there's that so much funny. fucking smoke in the air. That's early 20s logic for you. Of course, but but that's literally why I started smoking in college is because, like, in Vegas, you go to bars and people are smoking everywhere. There was a fucking bar I went to. I think it was called, like, the Champagne Lounge, and that sounds really nice, but it was that's... not fucking nice. <laughs> um, I still remember I got there, like, the place is packed, people were smoking inside, and, like, my socks smelled like smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like your shirt might, your jacket. My socks smelled like smoke when I was out of that place. Uh, it was so thick in the air. And so, yeah, in my head, I was like, might as well fucking smoke. At least there's a filter on it. Yeah, um, Because yeah, that that whole, like, it, it is wild when you go there. And because I think when I moved back, I almost like had the 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 um, the instinct to just light up mm -hmm. inside a restaurant or inside a bar. And I was like, oh, shit, like we're. It's a That's your trigger. Not, we're not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly your trigger. And then, you know, couple couple and things, you know, you lived on campus, but you know, 24-hour alcohol means you can get a deal, you know, there's there's drunk drivers out any time of the day. You know what that's though? Stuff to be cautious about, you know. You know what though? So, you are right with the 24-hour bars, there's always that that danger. I'll counter that though, cuz you you are correct, but I'll counter that with it actually there's an argument to be made of the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, because there, I mean, it's anecdotal, but this did happen to me to where my roommate, my second year was having like, we lived in an apartment and he was like, we're gonna have a barbecue and he was using a, using a forming grill in the kitchen. And that was his barbecue anyway. It's mm -hmm. fucking weird. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really know a lot of his friends cause like we were, we were roommates and we were buddies, but like he had his friends. I had my friends. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of bored. And a friend of mine, she hit me up. She's like, Hey, do you want to, uh, just go grab a drink at Murphy's? It was a local bar around the corner from me. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, let's go to Murphy. So this is like 11 p.m. That She's like, let's grab a drink. So I head over to Murphy's. So I've already been drinking. Yeah. Me and her get fucking smashed. Mm -hmm. And it's like 2.30 a.m. Uh, and if, so I just remember in retrospect. So what ended up happening was there's a part of the bar. It was kind of, it was a nice little pub. And like a corner of it had a couple couches and like a big table and shit. There's no one in the place. Like 2.33 a.m. We went over there and we were just chatting, drinking. I think I went and threw up in the, the restroom because we, like, we were just fucking hammered. And we both fell asleep on the couch. Mm -hmm. And I woke up at 8 a.m. It was the same bartender on duty. We were regulars. He knew who I was. There's a bottle of water in front of me, like a stick of gum. Uh, she had already left. I think she already woke up and left. But So it was 8 a.m. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, fuck. I had a headache. Drank some water. He kind of came over to, hey, man, how you feeling? You want anything to eat? I was like, yeah. And I, I forgot what I ordered. It was like a sandwich or something just to get some food in my body. And then, like I said, I was around the corner. I drove home. Still hungover, but sober enough. If that was in California, this dude would have, they would have pushed me out at two. Mm -hmm. um, granted, I was young and stupid. I probably wouldn't want to call a cab. And I might, so I might have been forced to get in my car and drive. Mm -hmm. Instead, the bar is 24 hours. They let me crash in the corner. Oh my God. That's and, funny. That so, I mean, is awesome. I'm just saying there's an argument to be made that the 20, because now they're, they're not pushing people out. 
Yeah, that's true. They're they're letting you chill, drink water if you need to. Because there were other instances where like I just stopped drinking because I was drunk, drank some water, kind of sobered up enough to get home. Uh-huh. That particular night, I probably would have died mm-hmm. had they pushed me out. Um, Good point. So, I mean, th- I mean, you're right, though. I, th- that's It's an anecdotal story, but you're right. That could, the opposite could be true where I'm drinking until 4 or 5, and I'm just like, all right, bye, and just get in my car and go. <laughs> um, true. Well, and to me, you know, that's kind of just you're born a loser if you do that. Well, yeah. Because, you know, just uh, being a part of the Uber community and Lyft and stuff like that for a time uh, – I always told people if if the ride costs a thousand dollars, that's still cheaper than a DUI. So in yeah. the age in an age of Uber and Lyft, there's really no excuse. I yeah. mean, seriously. And with I the think, competition of taxis, it's like you can get a taxi no problem too. Yeah, I think I don't think Uber was around yet um, mm-hmm. that particular night. Had it been around, of course, I would have just Ubered home because mm-hmm. uh, I, I live right around the corner. But I, I want to say that night that if they did push us out, I would have called a cab. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Point is, I was not in a fucking condition to even walk out the door. Mm-hmm. And they let me crash on the couch. Me and her. Like That's I said, she brilliant. left first. But like I said, I'm I woke not up. i let you do that at the MGM Grand, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, okay. So I remember a friend, a friend's brother, he got, he got totally hammered at the Palms. He got totally, totally hammered. Next thing you know, he wakes up in his car. He doesn't know how he got there, and the keys are freaking in the back seat. So mm. they they <laughs> kicked him out, directed him to his car. He still knew where he was parked, and then just, here's your bed. You know, sober up. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, you know, they, they don't – it's bad for business for them too. So, yeah, to that point, there's a lot, there's a lot more governance, common sense governance going on. Yeah. But still – if there's 24 and you're not by the strip or you're just out and you know, you live next to an alcoholic, there's that chance. But, but then again, if you're at home, that could happen anywhere, you know, you, yeah. if you're going to your liquor cabinet and somebody has to have their McDonald's now and decides to drive <laughs> that can happen anywhere. You know, well, you're right. You're right. Uh, I guess my, so talking Vegas, my last, I guess, point about Vegas and this a uh, hundred people have said this too already. Um, to, to our, our faithful listeners, our, our vast audience. Absolutely. Who sit here for 52 minutes and listen to Vegas. Yep. Um, just a, a little PSA. You ain't shit mm-hmm. in Vegas. Um, unless you're a high roller, millionaire, celebrity, you're not shit. And I'm saying that to these people who are like, Vegas doesn't know what's about to hit them. Me <laughs> well, and the boys, just... me and the girls are coming out. I know it's a, it's a trope, and, and live, having lived there, all the locals say the same shit. They're like, you're not special. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone working there is not going to be impressed by you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like, oh, my God, look at these guys. Look at these girls. No. They do it every weekend. You, they, you're nothing. You're no one. You're just another customer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that's so cynical, and like everyone's like, don't ruin it. If they're having fun, let them have fun. And I'll let you have fun. But at the same time, I'm like, you got to realize you're not special. Because that's how you get in trouble, is when you think mm-hmm. you're fucking special. And so you say the wrong thing to the pit boss or to the bouncer. Yeah. Um, it's like, this, that's my eye. Like, you're not special when you're going to Vegas. Unless, unless you're balling out, legit mm-hmm. balling out. Like, I'm not saying you bought a booth out at the club. I did that shit when I was 24. I was a no one. Yeah. It cost me a couple hundred bucks. But if you're balling out to where you buy like the entire VIP area out, mm-hmm. then then you can talk your shit. Well, you know, you, if you don't need to stand on, you don't need to yell if you're actually worth something. Mm-hmm. You know, to give you an idea, um, there are two pie gow tables currently at the MGM Grand. Uh, one one out on the in, in front of the cashier and another one kind of in the nice area by the high limit slots. On Grammy's night, that that whole table was reserved. I didn't see anybody go by there, but from like the afternoon all the way into the late evening, that just had a reserve sign on it, and the the dealers just standing there, and just uh, in case, just, yeah, just in case. Well, somebody somebody made that call, and mm-hmm. and then I put two and two together. Yeah, probably was somebody from the Grammys who likes to play their pie gal and who had enough clout. So if you have that kind of clout, mm-hmm. you're not going to have to stand. You're not going to have to scream it. You're just going to call your host, and your host is going to get you the table at Hakasen, get you a table at you know Joe Rubichon or La Atelier, and you know and reserve the whole damn 
you know, pie gout table if you want it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> even though there's two, that's yours. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's that good notion. It's that air of control. Finally, you know, it's not mm -hmm. just the club, you know, in downtown Rancho that, that knows me, but no, you know, the, you know, yeah. the, the people at Hakas and they really know me, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, sorry, you're just another customer, but yeah, it, yeah, that gives the illusion. And that's, you know, and I get it. Like they're, they're, you're trying to have fun. You're going there and you're doing your thing with the girls. It just, it's always in the back of my head. I'm like, I wish you would just shut the fuck up. Cause now we like, you might be hot. You might be hot. The dudes there might want to fuck you, but like you can do the same shit down the street at your house. Yeah. At the local bar. People don't realize that. Except you're spending several hundred dollars driving across the fucking desert to do it here. Uh, you just do like, what you want to do. Just like 5,000 other people on the strip. Yep. Happens every weekend, with or without mm -hmm. you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But. So, yeah. Vegas. Interesting. And I remember that conversation between us because we were driving in the parking lot of... of and I wrote a blog about that. That's probably why you remember it. I do remember that because you. I think the blog, it was that... You said this place used to be family friendly. That's why they built the Excalibur. And I said, now they have a Dick's Last Resort. Exactly. You got I a remember great that. memory. Yep. Mm -hmm. I remember having that conversation. Then we went into Dick's Last Resort. That was pretty mm -hmm. cool. And it was kind of like Dick's Last Resort. Yeah. It, it is fun. It's a, I don't know. Just the one there compared to the one in San Antonio was just a little subdued. Well, I guess the night we were there. Yeah. I think because I, I went there a lot while I lived there. I think. The differences, the the show, like the showmanship and all the fun part of Dick's Last Resort mm -hmm. comes when you're at a table and the servers are fucking with you. Yes. I feel like, because like at a lot of restaurants, I'm, I'm generalizing here, the personality, like not, not that the servers don't have personalities, like the show, like the attitude are usually the bartenders mm -hmm. while the servers kind of play nice. Whereas the Dick's Last Resort, I feel like the servers are all the pricks, like all the people who are going to fuck with you. And yep. give you a hard time, and it's part of the show, whereas the bartenders are just there to do your job. Mm -hmm. So we sat at the bar, me and you sat at the bar, and I think like I think you kind of was trying to prod the bartender yes, and the fucking with us. Yeah. And I think she didn't know like what to do. Heat. It was a heat. Yeah, they know, they're not used to taking it. But yeah, but I think so the bartender was just there more to pour the drinks for the servers. So when you started fucking with them, yeah. they were just kind of like because well, I, I brought another friend there who was in town for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get fucked with at all. We sat at the bar and we just had a good conversation with the bartender. We were chatting. They didn't fuck with us. Like, meanwhile, we look over at the other side of the bar and the guy's the fat dude in the bikini is giving a wow. lap dance to an old woman. <laughs> but, but at the bar, we were just chilling. And so I think that's why when we went, it was kind of underwhelming because we sat at the bar. Yeah. And not at the table. The bar, the bartenders aren't meant to fuck with you. They're, they're just making the drinks for the entertainers who are serving on the floor. Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't know that. It's like, it's neither did I. if I'm there. I think it was later I kind of put two and two together. Because um, like I said, I went there a couple times at the bar, and the bartender never fucked with me. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think when, when I was there with you, you were prodding her or him, or I thought it was a girl, but I think at one point, they're like, oh, you mean you and Four Eyes? And they're talking to me because I have glasses, and I was like, Four Eyes? Like, that's the best you can <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Like four eyes is the best shit you could come up with. Like, come on. I, I remember the first thing I t I said. I sat down and said, "Hey, I want to complain about the service." And he looked at me and he's like, "Here." And I just I gave. I don't know what I did after that, but he could tell I was screwing around. So. And um, even that yeah. kind of proves my point, because if it was actually one of the people who was supposed to fuck with you, if you said I want to complain about the service, you'd probably be like, "Ah, eh, fuck yourself," and walk away. Exactly. But at the point he was like, "Wait, wait, I don't understand here." <laughs> I had to shoot him a look to know that. Yeah. You know, where are you? Anyway, so that's that's Las Vegas. Uh, we're nearing on an hour. Any yeah, uh, final thoughts on on Vegas? No, I, I actually this is a. I feel like we could talk about Vegas for like four more hours, but I feel like this is a nice little general conversation, and mm -hmm. I kind of miss it now. So, like I said, I haven't been there in like I want to say almost ten years. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I normally would go back to see friends of mine, and not everyone, but a lot of them all moved away mm -hmm. from Vegas. So, like in my head, I was like, I'm not just gonna go up there and you know, sit at a hotel or I don't know, which, uh, cause like when I'd go up there, I, I would mainly go to like the spots we would go to off the strip. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't really spend a lot of time on the strip. So like just once they all moved away, I was kind of like, Oh, like we have no reason to go there anymore. Mm -hmm. But now I kind of want to. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that kind of reflects what I want to do. Cause I was on mm -hmm. the strip the whole time, but I felt the real character when I would, when I went downtown and I had, I had kind of this, uh, weird notion at first it's like i want to i want to sit at tables where i don't sit at tables 
you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to go to the Cromwell and gamble or go someplace else. I, I ended up only, the only place I gambled outside was, uh, outside of that end of the strip was the Cosmopolitan. I went there specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, just, you know, taking that little walk and then seeing the Sahara and then realizing when I went to get barbecue, how close I was to the arts district. The next time mm-hmm. I go, I want to check that out because there's an arts district that's, you know, I want to see if it's as vibrant. Well, it's vibrant enough for them to call it an arts district. Let's see what it's sure, really yeah. all about away from the corporate stuff. And let's see, let's see what it really has to offer. And I've been meaning to do that. And I think uh, next meaningful trip, I'm, I'm going to make that happen. So sure, yeah, I remember uh, when I was living there, I went to the arts district once and mm-hmm. it was to take headshots. Um, I think at that point I, I couldn't, I should have, but I didn't really appreciate what like an arts district had to offer. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of went there, took my headshots. I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting place. And then just left. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I've heard their arts district. I had a lot of friends who would go there and do shit. And still, I think a couple people I know who still live there still do shit in the arts district. So that would be a cool kind of thing to go to. I might have to do the same thing if I go back. Nice. Sounds like we've got our own trip and we can film it. And we can film it. That's true. And we can film it. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, All right. uh. Thanks for uh, our our uh, faithful listeners for listening in again to Thank our ramblings. You. Thank you very um, much to our Vegas uh, ramble and mm-hmm. nostalgia. A little nostalgia, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot of nostalgia. Right. Anyway, so we'll, thank you very um, much. Faithful yeah, we'll check you out next time. We love Later. you more. Bye.